Hello there, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week we'll be joined by comedian Leeds fan, Trophy Wives manager, Maisie Adam. But first, important election news. There was a plebiscite online. I don't remember us saying there was going to be a vote. On the on the fate of Vinnie Van Der Veet, our new uh, post reading mascot. No, I remember saying I was going to wipe my ass with him and set fire to him. So I was as surprised as you to see it being put to the public. Nevertheless, um, the public chose to free Barabbas. Vinnie Van Der Veet, <laughs> should I stay or should I go? And, and you know what the final result was. 52-48 in Vinny's favour. He lives. I was shocked at the amount of people who really hate him. I never, ever want to hear from him ever, ever again. Why were you shocked? I mean, on the strength of last week's show, you put him to an audience of one and one person hated him. So why did it surprise you? that other? Do you think I'm such an outlier? Well, you hate a lot of stuff that I yes. do. So I just thought you were kind of being you about it. And I just thought, this guy's so charming, Vinnie van der Veet. He's got a real joie de vivre. He's mm. a, a happy soul. He's got a lot of love to give. I mean, I, I expected some people to not like it. I didn't expect it to be as close as that. Well, do you know, I... Um... If I were being a, a, a cynic, you know, I'd think it's better for the show that there's this conflict and it's a, it's a new character. What I would have done, I would have retweeted the poll, voted stay, but sort of teased the fact that I wanted him to go. Let me be clear. I voted go, personally. I took the time to vote. Get vote rid leave, of man. that sack of mess. I retweeted the poll saying, this is too close. Deal with it. And, you know, the people... My mistake was in showing too much last week. If I'd have said, you know what, I actually quite like it. I'm quite confident that the result would have gone the other way because people would have said, I don't want you to have any joy in your life. Let's get rid of him. But because I reacted so viscerally against Vinny, I think the people have voted not necessarily to say Vinny, but to continue to upset me in the face of the the collapse again of your FPL team. I think they've thought he gets to win every week. Let's at least have this moment of discomfort for him. You sound slightly like someone with narcissistic personality disorder. The idea that this is all so about you and centering yourself. What a lovely thing to say about me. <laughs> well, we're talking of a, a poll of what? A few thousand people. 1,500. Yeah, I mean, sex it up a bit, mate. Round it up. It's more well, than you can't lie about that. These numbers are accessible to the public. What do you work for the Tories? They're out there, these numbers. You can't lie about them. Well, we've 1,422 had people voted, and the vote concluded at 1.53pm on November the 10th. You know, the, the, these, these figures exist. You're right. Social media companies are trustworthy. We've had a lot of messages. About... <laughs> right. Twitter is suppressing the numbers. Shit, this, this poll's gone mad. 4.4 million people have voted on this, Vinnie van der Veet. Keep the numbers down. Recon Fordy will be a cock of the walk. They'll launch their own social media app if we're not careful. <laughs> Suppress the numbers. Given that we've had a lot of messages about Vinny van der Veet and mm. his job is to read out messages, oh, I think it's only fair that we let no. him read out one or two. Mm. So I've got him here now. He's just, so just lovable. I'm just, shocked that so many people will hate him. This is obviously an audio format. We record. I can't see you now. You are actually wearing it, aren't you? No one can see you wearing it. You could yeah. just do the voice, and yet you are a man with eczema. Um, yes, you know who who struggles with uh, sometimes cracks in his skin on his hands. Oh, you're now voluntarily putting your hand in a sweat box just yeah, because I've... you really love this character. I'm really glad you said that. I've just applied very strong steroid cream to my right mm. hand, which is badly chapped and, and kind of sore at the moment uh, for a variety of reasons. I've realised that sounds rude. <laughs> none, of them are, none of them are rude. <laughs> Somebody enjoyed Harry Kane's return to form. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a sec. But I, I've turned my camera on, John, so that on the on the 
Clap okay. when we do record this on. You can see that Vinny is affixed, just for your own satisfaction. He is. He's leaking from the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's very uh, thirsty. There he is. Silly boy. Sure. Come on then, Vinny. Do your bits. Okay. And then we can... Here I am. And John, I just want to say hello to you and to everybody, because I'm Vinny van der Viet, and I'm here to read your book. <laughs> I've been saying it around the house all week. <laughs> I'm Vinny van der Viet, and I'm here to read your post and your tweet. You know what I like about him is the way he says, and the tweet, like it's slightly taken him by surprise. Stop saying what I like about him as if he <laughs> is in control of, he says what you say, what you mean. And we're talking about people with narcissist disorder. What we're saying is, do you know what I like about me and the voice I do is this. So you enjoy your own work, mate. Okay, sure. I'm Vinnie van der Viet. I'm here to read your post and your tweet. I thought it so, was text and tweets. No? It's post because the section is often called hit the post. So, okay. We got an email from Tracy Jones. The subject is please keep Vinny. She says, I wanted to give my support to Vinnie van der Viet. I hated him on initially hearing him as I imagined gold member from Austin Powers. I initially tweeted voted to bin him. Well done, oh. Tracy. But when I saw his picture, my opinion changed, and I went into a second Twitter account I have for work that I rarely use to undo that and vote for him to stay. I was far too hasty in my dislike for him. I love him. He's so cute. Please keep Vinny, even if he just pops up now and again, particularly if John does not know when he's going to pop up. And that is from Tracy. What are you making there, John? I think it's very bold of you, Vinny, to read an email and the first email you've read, which already tells me that the result of that vote is now fraudulent. You've already told me that one of our voters had voted twice from different accounts. I can only assume other people have done this. You know, you've probably got all your mates gone back to all your, your Nottingham friends. Oh, do, oh yeah, see you down Snenton Oil Road and we'll have some local Nottingham bread cakes. Could you set up 28 Twitter accounts and vote for my friend Vinnie van der Viet? You've, you've revealed to me that this vote is a fraud, so recount. Well, hold on a second, because... It, uh, right, this is... What you have right. to understand, Jen, is that Twitter polls are not regulated by the Electoral Commission. There is nothing that says you cannot vote for multiple accounts. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's purely a, a sporting agreement that we have, isn't it? The, the the vote would be taken seriously. You've already suggested that Twitter themselves have intervened to somehow suppress the numbers. So well, uh, you know, this is a laughing stock. You're well, making this show. Again. I I've read many of the tweets directed about me and my fate this week. I got to tell you, the people against me were that way was. more motivated than the people to shave me. And if you think there weren't people voting for me to leave multiple times, then you need your hedge testing. Could I, uh, Vinny, could I ask you to say I've got to tell you again? Okay. <laughs> I've got to tell you. Okay, because that's I not how you different... did it. Okay. Yeah, you said it sort of like... Do you know the first time you did it sounded a bit like someone who in a professional capacity does a Donald Trump impression a lot and, and occasionally veers back into it. And the second time sounded like somebody, the same person, but trying not to sound like they've rehashed a, a sort of uh, Donald Trump voice that they've otherwise had to put in the bin um, because he's not around anymore. And yet somehow professionally they can't let go of that voice and they've got to sort of put a little tweak on it. Very much like a kitchen. You're a Monday soup. That's what you are, Vinny. Sunday, we had a lovely roast dinner, a Donald Trump roast. And on Monday, the chef's come in and thought, blitz that shit up and send it back out. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, John, I take that as a great compliment because I love soup. In fact, it's, well, hang on. I'm getting my personas confused. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Matt cooks me soup a lot because he likes to make vegetable soup. It keeps me healthy. And I like soup, so I take that as a great compliment, Jan. Okay, can I just read you an email? Uh, I know it's your job, uh, Vinny, to read, but if I could okay. just... Sure. Uh, I just for this week read you the words of Peter Bell, one of our listeners, who says, please, for the love of Christ, get rid of Vinny. In oh. fact, burn it, not him. Burn it. Put the ashes in a safe, take it to sea, and drop it into the abyss. Well, bye, Pete. Bye, Vinny. See you next week, mate. Hold on. I, I, I mean, the guy's no, no, I think you're done, mate. I think you're but, done, well, mate. That, I gotta tell you, that sounds like uh, what is it they call it? Cyberbullying, uh, Twitter trolling, and uh, just 
straightforward abuse. I think that what was that guy's name? Peter Bell. Peter Bell. Good form, Peter Bell. No, I say in the words of Captain Hook, bad form, Peter. You are a, a bloated. <laughs> you is a bloated codfish. I think you know what this conversation has really relaxed me because I think the future for um, Vinny Van Der Veen is actually not something I need to worry about. The the slow mental deterioration of Matt Ford will at some point put paid to Vinny Van Der Veen. Well, that remains to be seen. But for now, John and even Peter Bell, I you know what, Peter, I think one day you're going to grow to love me. And you send me an email apologizing for being a bit of a bitch to me. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. See you, Vinny. Um, Cheers, mate. Fordy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Wow. Just had a very intense chat with um, you. <laughs> now, you had two things to do this week. One was to decide the future of Vinny van der Veet. The people have intervened. That's gone badly. The second thing you had to do was put out a message in the style of Daniel Sturridge asking for a haircut and then get that haircut. That was your forfeit for last week's defeat. Did you do it? Yes. You may remember <laughs> Sturridge's Instagram post was worded strangely. So I tried to capture the spirit of that, use some of the same phrases but obviously make it sound like it was me. So earlier today, I tweeted, need a barber in London. You see the vibes, crispy, clean, smooth like I wash my face with warm water. My hairline isn't important to me. It's M-head, mid to low range barber level, but for less than 15 quid. Dirty hands, I rebuke you. No time wasters. Very good. Sadly, it seems people haven't got the joke. (laughs) I've had people (laughs) messaging me. A guy I know called Andy he messaged me saying, hello, mate, how are you? Uh, ridicul- ridiculous reason to get in touch, but I see you need a barber. And he's like, I know this guy, he's awesome, he's freelance, I can get you a discount, hope you're well. People saying, I mean, I've had so, I feel really bad because people have, people are trying to help, right? That They genuinely think, I mean, no one has you thought You did need why. a haircut, let's be clear. The, the tone of the message was the forfeit, but you needed a haircut. I don't think you should feel bad about taking advice. Not one of these people is saying, that's a bit strangely worded, but if you really do need a barber, then <laughs> go to Smooth Cuts in Cricklewood Broadway. They've all just gone, oh, okay, he needs a barber, without going, what is he on about? <laughs> What do you think that says about people's perception of you and and social media? Ali Darlow says, love the reference and love even more that I actually get it. Someone got it. Millwall Chris says, I see what you did there. So there are people that did get the joke and I I apologise to everyone else. Dan Cawthorn has put, uh, why not try Van Der Veet in Notting Hill? So I think he's clearly... clearly Is there a Van Der Veet in Notting Hill? I haven't seen that. Hold on, let me just... Because there is... There can't be, surely. I made Van der Veen. I mean, I didn't make it up. Well, of course I did. Vinny is a fictional character. Van der Veen. What? Don't tell the children. Ooh, no, there isn't. (laughs) I don't know why I'm surprised. God, I'm thick. But that means I get a lot of joy out of life because I'm always surprised. Did (laughs) Did you get a haircut? No, I haven't had a haircut yet. I mean, I, you know what? I think it's going to have to wait until next week. You want to be careful going around the Gooch Street area. I had a haircut once um, <laughs> on Tottenham Court Road oh, yeah. at one of those, you know, chain, was it called like cuts or something like that? All I wanted was it was it, it was growing over my ears and I find that very upsetting. So yes. that's really annoying me. And I was on my way to a run through for a, a new TV thing in an office. And I just thought I've got 20 minutes I'll just nip in here. And I said to her, could you just uh, literally just want you to cut the bits that are going over my ears? And she reached for the clippers immediately, which I thought, that's not the tool for the job. Just the snippety snip snip. Get the scissors out. Just take the bits that are over the ears. Vasectomy. She went in, yeah, very low. Um, She got the clippers and she leant into my head and took a big old chunk at a very odd angle, and she went, oh, <laughs> and I said, is there a problem? And she said, no, it's absolutely fine. Um, I just need to sort of tidy up around it and brush it over. It'll be fine. And I looked to the side, and I said, there's a massive chunk out the side of my head. So what did you do? What did you go for? I just said, perhaps just stop, and um, then I left. I, I paid her in what, full, just... plus tip, and uh, just didn't want the rest of the haircut. 
because you can't let her carry on because she's clearly awful and there was no way of fixing it. So I, and I ran out of time. I had to just leave. Um, but you know, that that's when I found out what my good side was because I just stopped looking to the right. And actually <laughs> it turns out I'm devastatingly attractive. And let me <laughs> tell you that run through became a little known show called squid game. So, um, <laughs> you're welcome guys <laughs> very triggering conversation for me haircuts i didn't have a good haircut until i was about 26 i think i used to just brush mine back i i didn't know you could brush hair forward until what? i was at university because you know you watch like i'm thinking joey tribbiani slicked yeah. back italian hair lots of gel with a comb and it looks really cool yeah but your hair isn't like that your hair is like thick <laughs> wire pubes they did used to call me pubehead at school. That's of course what they, they did. That's what it looks like. You can't blame them for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me put to you the return to form of the recently transferred Harry Kane. Seven goals for England in the week. Well, I'm delighted for Harry Kane. Delighted for England. I mean, what an amazing end to the year. You know what has always driven me mad as a football fan? When you've watched games like when England play teams like San Marino. Or mm. when... Uh, you get a mismatch like that in the FA Cup and it's eight or nine nil. You're like, get to 10. Do everything you can just so that we get to see it. And what was amazing was when the tenth went in, the ITV score in the top left-hand corner, the graphics didn't work. Part of the 10 was obscured because it basically never happens. It was like, mm. wow. You know, like when Kim Kardashian broke the internet, it was like that. They're like, wow, England have broken the scoreboard. It was amazing. And then, in a weird way, 10 sort of takes away from it. You go, oh, God, that must have been so easy, even though you're desperate to see it. I, I hope Harry Kane's got all of his goals out of his system, frankly, because the next time he plays will be against Leeds United. And he's currently in my FPL team. And <laughs> I have a very difficult decision to make in the next few days. Well, someone who will definitely have a view on the return to form of Harry Kane uh, is fellow Leeds fan and our guest this week. Maisie Adam. We're delighted to be joined by Leeds fan and manager of the Strategy Wives. <laughs> Maisie Adam. Maisie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. God, I regret that name already. Why? Well, um, if we cast our minds back to when we first started my decision to go with trophy wives and indeed my decision to put Ariola in goal <laughs> as my reserve goalie was that um I thought I was the only woman on and in fact I've been proven wrong what a progressive bunch we are here on the comedians <laughs> fantasy premier league um because um I, I, there's many women with 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 us in this uh, in this league so um trophy wives now just seems actually very um contrary to the cause almost um patronizing oh no i don't think you should flagellate yourself about well, this it's I, also I... not helpful that um points wise i'm nowhere near a trophy uh, so in every <laughs> way it's not it's not a great name 16th in the league at the minute, 557 points amassed so far. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's not It's not as bad as, say, somebody who's 25th and has 464 <laughs> points to pick someone <laughs> at random. You're having a shocker for, Dave. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I, the problem is I'm always chasing the hot thing. So I signed Ronaldo and Antonio a bit late. I stuck with Kane when he wasn't good, and then I signed Vardy. So I'm always yeah. splashing the cash. And see, not getting the points. This is music to my ears um, because I have done quite the contrary of that and have done absolutely um, nothing since <laughs> we've started. Absolutely nothing. I've not spent any money. I've not brought any. I've been absolutely terrified to do anything. Um, in fact, I'm sure you'll agree, maybe, John, I've done quite a Bielsa. I've not really yes. <laughs> I've not really um made any drastic changes or brought in any fresh blood and it's not gone well but it also yes. isn't fully disastrous so what I'm could sort be of imitating leads at the moment yeah you've got a raft of injuries and you've done nothing <laughs> about it you have your bench is somebody who has never played and three players who are injured, who are injured. So... I mean Bamford's a total write-off. I um, this is this is quite horrible about Grealish. That, that's not good at all. 
uh, he was one of my um, sort of, I was reliant on it. He's my only other midfielder uh, as an option. I've got Shaw currently in. He's injured. Mm. So yeah, I mean, you went with one up top last week. A very difficult game week last time. 37 points, it has to be said, is, is more than 50% of our hosts. But you went with a 5-4-1 formation, which you don't see a lot. I don't know what I think. I think that's. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, John. I, I don't think I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a result of your bench. Um, you've got. I loved. There was a period when Leicester had uh, Chilwell, drink water, and was it Schlupp? Yes, yes. And it was just. I could picture a drink called Schlupp. <laughs> that's advertising slogan was Schlupp, Chilwell, and drink water. Um, but you've got some good names in there. I mean, you got eight last week for for Kyle Walker, eight for uh, I'm not ben comfortable White. about the fact that I'm getting most of my points from Kyle Walker and Ben White. I'll be honest, um, but I'll, I'm having to take what I can get now. Been very let down. I'll be honest by by my Leeds players, um, and uh, as I'm as still, have Leeds United, as have Leeds United, um, and I'm still um, unsure how I feel about Sam Maximan. Sam Maximum is, is is on my because this week's fixtures I hate. I think I'm gonna have a stinking week. There's a yeah. lot of big teams playing big teams, middle teams playing middle teams, you know, yeah, bottom teams. There's all to play for. It's very There isn't very a game level. where you yeah. go, that's who I've got to get in. But uh-huh. Newcastle have got Brentford at home. Then the week after that they've got a decent fixture as well. Um away at Arsenal. Arsenal you, you think Mike can see they're on a good run of form. Then after that they're at home to Norwich. So mm. it's a I think Sam Maximum is gonna do you well in the next few weeks. Oh do you? Bamford, oh, okay. Supposed um... to be on his way back. What Patrick is? Well, uh, the last I heard in an interview, he was hoping to be back for Tottenham. Sorry, sorry. Can we just discuss as well the fact that Patrick Bamford is now in this um, yes. anti Premier League? That's not been covered. That uh, I keep, I keep checking it just to check it's true, and it's not a bot. Yeah, no, it's it really is him. him. Fifteen points. Unbelievable. You are within scenes. reach of Patrick Bamford. <gasps> oh man, I never thought I'd hear such a sentence. That's bad. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Alex lovely? Brooker and Richard Osman separating me from Patrick <laughs> Bamford. <laughs> Wouldn't it be lovely if Patrick Bamford's return he scores a couple of goals and those points are what put you ahead of the man himself? Oh. That would be refreshing, wouldn't oh, it? Oh poetic. Poetic. Have you, have you been to see Leeds this season? Yes, I went to the Wolves game um, at Ellen Road where Rodrigo got the 94th minute equaliser oh, penalty. Yeah. Oh, I've not I've not felt elation like that for years. It was absolutely amazing. It, were I you mean, were you somewhere you could scream? I was in the hospitality bit. I don't mind bragging, John. <laughs> I don't mind bragging. I've got friends in high places. I was Literally. given a, I was given a free wheel of Leeds United Brie. Um, what? Yes, and I, I haven't I haven't dared uh, cut into it yet. It's just got but, pride of place in the fridge. And what, they give you that as like an official gift or you nicked it? No, no, no. That, excuse me, 4D. I was given it. <laughs> <laughs> Their when words the were, pissed. would you like a brie for the road? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what has happened to Leeds? I know, I know. Um, so I got my brie for the road and got <laughs> on the... Um, Got on the five-hour train back to Brighton, holding it in it. a serviette. I can't believe you didn't eat it on the train. Can't eat a wheel of Leeds United brie on a train from Leeds to Brighton. When you <laughs> you say wheel, I'm picturing a car wheel. But if it's in, <laughs> in a serviette, no, I nice pictured and... a baby bell. No, okay, so it's maybe the circumference of like a saucer. Oh wow, oh, that's big. decent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing all right, Leeds United's uh, cheese selection. So when are you going to tuck into it? Well, hopefully. when I Maybe when I overtake Patrick Bamford in this league, <laughs> I'll tuck into the Wheel of Brie in celebration. Um, the Wheel of Brie sounds like a TV quiz show waiting to happen. <laughs> That's got Bradley Walsh written all over it, hasn't it? <laughs> the Wheel of Brie. Um, can I ask for some advice of when to... When to finally bite the bullet and make some changes? So you've got two transfers, presumably. Got, yeah, yeah, got them all in to the play with. And yeah. of the players on your bench, you've got some cash on there. You've got Grealish on there, and you've got Firmino on I there. I think I'm going to have to sell both of them. I think I've got to get rid of Shaw as well. Yes, just purely as a Leeds fan, you know, with <laughs> with, with 
them lot in. It's got to be one of those three. Well, two of those three, but really. But can I also say that obviously I did what any Leeds fan would do and went to see who Patrick Bamford has picked. And the fact that we just made one decision that was the same, uh, I was absolutely elated with with Casper Schmeichel as keeper. Yeah, he, he got some stick for that on the uh, comedians FBL Twitter feed this week. A few Leeds fans saying, "What's Patrick Bamford doing with Schmeichel in his uh, in goal?" It's out, it's out of respect for his dad, surely. Yes, yes, yes. His, his dad is a well-respected figure around <laughs> Ellen Road, as yeah. anyone would have heard the fans <laughs> chanting. Your dad's a wonderful man, and he's welcome back here anytime, and he should be proud of his offspring. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of, I've just finished Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's uh, autobiography. Ooh. Wow. Lots of Is it good? There. No, horrific. I'm still, no. Dealing with, still dealing with the trauma from it, frankly, Fordley. How do you mean? What sort of trauma? Oh, uh, just a literature trauma. Just um, <laughs> badly uh, written. Oh, really badly written. It's What's like it a, called? A cop. It's called. Are you ready? Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, just called Jimmy. Um, surely, like stick that in the hassle bank or he's something got, like that. Yeah, yeah, no, he's no, got no, no, options. No. He's got um, a whole uh, page dedicated to how Dutch porn is different to English porn. What? I promise you. Um... And that was, the, that was the moment he just sold another copy. <laughs> I can hear Fordy on Amazon <laughs> now. <laughs> like, hang on, is this a new book? Uh, no, it was for, I've done another podcast where you read a footballer's autobiography and then sort of like a book club do it, um, sort of dissect it. Um, and uh, God, it was the process was what I imagine um, Fleetwood Mac doing rumours was in that the podcast, <laughs> the end result was fun and great and will be greatly received and enjoyed by all. But the process to get there was distressing for us all. <laughs> I can't. So this is I've never read anything worse. <laughs> That's a hell of a review. I mean, that I is the review. I mean it, John. I mean it. It's awful. And how old is it? Uh, he wrote it whilst he was at Middlesbrough, so it's a good fifteen years old. Okay, but not old, old. Like the, the pretty outdated no. subject matter, but not. Yeah. At one point, he's talking about when Matu got done. Uh, Matu got done for um, uh, cocaine, and then he goes. But lots of people were doing it, and then lists everybody else that was doing cocaine. Oh and my word! Oh, he drops a lot of people in 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 it. I'm looking at the Amazon reviews now of the book. Yes, um, I mean, it has to be said. Some people who like him as a footballer clearly aren't going to a good book to read. Four stars. That that basically says Have I can't you seen tell the you anything glass about eye it. Review? Yes, that's the one I'm looking at now. This could put a glass eye to sleep by General General Dirtbag. <laughs> There we go. There Odd we go. for a general dirtbag of all people to not mention the porn. Yeah. I um, imagine Fordy, like me, still sort of processing it. Uh, even a military man like General Dirtbag is yeah. uh, shocked <laughs> by what he's seen. Yeah. He, uh, he talks about the, pregnant, the teenage pregnancy rates in England uh, and draws a comparison between that and the fact that we have vinegar on our chips and that doesn't happen it's the synopsis makes me Hasselbank talks candidly about fellow professionals David O'Leary, Claudio Ranieri, Gianfranco Zola, the troubled times with his national team, also open about the crimes of his youth, his taste for gambling and clubbing, his private life, including his parents' divorce and his daughter in Amsterdam. But what you're saying is what you've taken away is the vinegar stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. A lot lot of uh, questionable comments about women. Uh, and a lot about um, the relationship between porn, teenage pregnancy, and vinegar. Do you do you read a? <laughs> would you read a footballer autobiography anyway? Because Fordy, you read a lot of nonfiction, and I, I, I just it's not for me. Yeah, this has put me right off. Do you read autobiographies, Matt? Yeah, but I read like um, football ones, but predominantly, basically non-fiction political books are like right, my okay. go-to thing. So at the moment, I'm looking at um, the new Nancy Pelosi. What are her opinions on Dutch porn? <laughs> well, I'm actually covering it for another podcast, so I don't want to, I don't want to give us too much information. But, what yeah, day does the vinegar strokes come out? <laughs> oh, dear. I imagine. Dear. No, I, I'm just telling you so you know to avoid it. Um, I think the problem is now out of morbid curiosity yes 
You know what? It's like when I heard about the human centipede and everyone oh, was saying, yeah. Yeah. it's the most appalling thing ever made. I was like, don't keep saying that. You're making me want to see it because I want it. The thing is, in a way, I think, in a weird way, I think I'm going to have, if I'm very lucky, 80 odd years alive. Yeah. If I die knowing that the worst film ever made was out there in my life <laughs> and I didn't see it, I will be slightly annoyed with myself. I know what you mean. And, yeah. No, and I, I think the same with Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Swords, Rugby. There'll be part of me <laughs> as that heart monitor slows. I'll think, you idiot. You could have read that on holiday. I really love that we've compared <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's autobiography to the human centipede in terms of how traumatic and distressing it is to consume. Yeah. If you were to stitch Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck's book to a worse book. <laughs> oh God. Um I'm trying to think of the worst, the worst autobiography I've ever read. I mean, there's a few I just couldn't continue with. And apparently, they're all horrifically boring. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Because I know what will have happened there. They've got like a five book deal when he was really hot. Yeah. So that they have to like turn them out. The worst one I ever read was Jeremy Kyle's, and it was I gave up. Why did you mean Jeremy Kyle's? Because I just thought I'd be quite an interesting. They they leave them in the green room at the filming location. So. I was on doing a DNA test and uh, <laughs> I thought I'd better find out about this guy that's about to uh, cross-examine <laughs> yeah. me. So um, I, 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 I read it. I, got, I don't think I got beyond three or five pages because his use of the caps lock was... No. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh God. I was just like, why is so much of this in capitals? And it was it's more like a rant than an autobiography. It was quite unstructured. And it's like, I've written this book because so many people don't understand. I was like, oh, my God. Have a sit down. Have a sit down. Yeah. Go and chat to Graham from counselling. Exactly. Graham from the aftercare team. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your advice. Um, I I feel a bit like I've shortchanged now because my advice has just been don't read Jimmy by Jimmy Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's advice I'm not going to take. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to read it anyway. Although if you want a lead book that I recommend, <laughs> I feel like we should counter this negativity yes, with uh, yes. The Last True Champions. Um, I don't know if you've read that. No. Do you know who got me that book? Was it Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank? It was Matt Ford. Was it um, really? Yeah, mm. he used to be a good guy um, <laughs> before it all went south. Um, it's sad, really, isn't it? What's happened to him? It's quite sad to watch. Dave Simpson, the last champions. It's about the ninety-one, ninety-two Leeds United league-winning side and where they go. And it's sort of juxtaposed with where football went after ninety-two yeah, when Sky yeah. in the Premier League came in. It's just—it's a really, really oh, superb okay. book. I'll give that one. A go. Yeah, I need something to read that makes life seem worth living after this book. Um, well, I was about to offer you a prize because we offer <gasps> our uh, guest a prize. Come on. A book that is worth living would be one thing. I'll probably send you that book anyway, just as a fellow yeah. Leeds fan. Yes, please. What I was thinking is if you beat us both this week, yeah. um, and with two transfers in hand on a on an eggy game week, I'm not Ooh. ruling it out at all. What about uh, something to have with that Leeds United Brie? I, oh. years ago, bought a, a very nice French Brie baker. It's a nice sort of uh, Le Creuset style thing, and it'll just sit a wheel of Brie in it real nice, pop that in the oven, lift the lid off. No stab some way. Thinly slice some uh, garlic, just pop that in the top before you put it in the oven. Let that heat through, get some crusty bread. I've gone vegan. Uh, since I bought that brie baker, so it's now gathering dust. So, oh my, what a brie baker! Someone's doing well. Someone's doing well. I'm I'm it, carrying cheese in a serviette on a four-hour train journey. <laughs> it was very much the spiralizer of its time. The brie baker. It was yeah, a few years before the spiralizer as the food gift of choice for people you don't know all that well. Um, but it does. It's a lovely bit of kit, and it looks. Yo, I don't know if. Do, I'm do, on board. Do, brie baker. Do, do people still have dinner parties? Oh, they, they they will now if I get a brie baker in. They won't have any choice. I'll march them round. <laughs> Go have a look at this Leeds United brie. I've popped in a brie baker. It's going to blow your mind. And after dinner, I'll be doing readings from Jimmy. Who's the person in La League? It sounds like it's Patrick Bamford, but who's the person you really want to beat? Ian Sterling, top at the moment. Yeah. Emily Dean doing uh, well. Who, who would, oh, do you know what? I've got a bit of a gripe with Ivo Graham. Um, oh, yeah. Again, a class I, don't, 
I don't mean for this to be no actually I don't I don't mean for this to sound yet another um cheese themed thing in my life I promise there's other things going on but uh I did um I know you've done it Matt have you done it as well John Richard Osman's House of Games Oh yes, great fun. So yeah, I did I that. It, no. I did it um a year ago and uh did very well and then I returned for House of Games Champion of Champions and went up against Diver Graham and I was only bothered about getting a uh fondue set. Right? <gasps> oh and Ivo beat me to it. Oh um, no. That's an exclusive by the way, because that's not gone out yet. But there you <gasps> go. Um and he knew that was the one I wanted, and he sends me photos of him enjoying <laughs> fondue with a Richard Osman fondue set, and it's really, really... So if I can overtake him and send him a picture of me enjoying Leeds United oh, Brie yes. out of yes. John Richardson's Brie Baker, then I've won. Absolutely, you have. That would be Surely. like, you know, like before a wedding on the stag or hen, they'll do like a questions about your partner. If you were to set a quiz and say, which of the people <laughs> in our league regularly sends other people pictures of themselves enjoying fondue? I think 100%. I would have said Ivo Graham straight away. Ivo every time, isn't it? <laughs> Bang on. Every Instagram time. live. Yes. Fondue night with Ivo. Uh, thank you very much, Maisie. That was superb. Cheers, thank Maisie. you, guys. Great. See you soon. Derby County, suffering. Well, I know it's bad, isn't it? The part of the problem is, is if they're going to go down, it looks like they are. It's it's better if they do it without a points deduction, so yes. that they genuinely were terrible. That said, they're currently on minus three points. They are obviously, famously, the worst team in Premier League history. Although that might get broken this year. If they're then the worst team in Championship history, that is an incredible double gong for them. I've got mates who support. Obviously, as a Forest fan, it's quite funny. Um, but I do, you know, I always it's the same with the home nations, you know, even though they always want us to lose. I think of the people I know that support them and think, can I really look them in the eye and say, I want you to lose? You know, mm-hmm. it hurts me when people, you know, have a go at England. And I just think, well, I don't want to be like that. And then I think, I, you know what? Oh, man, a few years ago, I went to watch Forest Derby at Derby with my good friend. And his father, and his fa- they were lovely people, and his father hadn't been well. He's he's absolutely fine now, thank God. Um, but, I mean, I just let the occasion get to me. And like, afterwards, <laughs> rather than being like, oh, well, all's fair and loving was like, Robbie Savage, what a piece of work. I mean, how is he not? I was just sort of carping all the way. That's a really good topic to have uh, emails in, if anyone wants to get in touch. Vinny, what's the uh, address for emails? Don't put him on. Just do the... I can hear you reaching for that f***ing sock. Just do the voice. It's not Vinny if the hand's not in the sock, is it? That's your catchphrase. (laughs) Sure. If you want to email in, and uh, you can email hello at cpfpl.com, and you can also do the tweet to me, Vinny Van Der Veen, or to John, Matt, or producer Danny, and it is at comediansfpl. Okay, bye again. Bye. Die. Um, Did you just say die? No. Go back and listen to the tapes, mate. I would love to hear from people who have just lost it when you're watching with a friend who supports another team and you cannot be magnanimous. Yes. That point at which, because I've had that a few times. I've I've had it at Millwall where you have no choice but to be magnanimous because my agent is a Millwall fan. He takes me to the games. I'm well looked after. And I was there once, Leeds won 2 0. And you were, it would, the idea of celebrating a goal would just be ludicrous. And as a result, they were very nice. But I've also been there when, I mean, I've only seen us win there that one time. And the rest of the time, I cannot wait to get out of there. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Millwall because what I find with Millwall is it's almost the same as England, where I think because there's a hardcore element that are so appalling, the rest of them are so nice to try and cancel out those people that actually, if you go to Millwall, the odds are you will meet the nicest football fans in England. 
I mean, obviously, if you get if you get off the, the wrong platform, you will meet the worst football fans. Yeah. In the but so many of them are like, all right, mate, yeah, oh, God, sorry about everyone else, geese, yeah, oh, do you want a sandwich? Oh, here's a pint. You know, they're just like, trying to, like, give you stuff. It's like going around to your grandma's house or something. They're trying to, like, festoon you with gifts. I kind of yes. feel for them. I, I, it must be so appalling if you grow up a Millwall fan and the club's lumbered with that reputation. And obviously, through its own behaviour, that reputation has um, continued. You know, it's not as if that's come out of nowhere. But it must be a nightmare if you're kind of stuck with your football club and it's got yeah. the reputation it's got. So you'd be saying you you you'd be someone who wouldn't, for example, hold you know sort of historical reputations of football teams against current fans. You would never sort of you would never say I supported Dirty Leeds or you know bring up some of the things that have happened historically as as an excuse to to belittle me as a person. I think belittling you as a person has its own rules, and I would be mm. failing in my role as your mate as your co-host, if I didn't... And also, just as a counterbalance to... And, and I mean this as a friend, and I know you'll take it well, you basically being a smug git. And, <laughs> and you need, a, you need a, a kind of verbal slap once in a while, and that's, that's what all that is. There's nothing like when you support a team where, in your circle of friends, you are the supporter of that team. So like for most of my friends, I am the Leeds fan they know. Mm. When your team then goes out of the FA Cup to Mansfield, gets hammered at Old Trafford. The text messages, and you know, there's someone on the list. I Generally, the final whistle will blow, and that's it. The phone goes, here it comes. Right. And most of it I'll take. If it's someone I'm speaking to on a semi-regular basis, there's a bit of back and forth. They know it's coming to them at some point. And then there'll be a name where you think, I haven't heard from you for four years. You piece of shit. So do send those in times when you know that you have behaved irrationally badly after football. Thankfully, I mean, one of the lowest points supporting Leeds for me was the Derby playoff defeat. Um, We were away, so I wasn't in the ground. But I I was so lucky that it was an evening thing and I could just go and sit in the darks. I can't remember. I think I turned my phone off. In fact, I know I turned my phone off. I went and sat on the kitchen floor and drank a bottle of red wine. It was impossible for you to lose that, really, and you did. I mean, the worst... Forest have never got to a playoff final. We've always lost in the semis. I mean, spectacularly to Yeovil, which is just embarrassing. But I remember in 2010, we were in the playoff semi-final against Blackpool, and we'd watched the first leg in a pub in Angel, and Chris Cohn had scored an absolute belter of a goal. And it was all very exciting. The second leg, we throw it away at home. When that game kicked off, Forest was still two games away from getting back into the Premier League and there was still a Labour government. As that game was going on, David Cameron and Nick Clegg agreed the coalition deal. And I left the stadium and Forrest had been condemned to another year in the championship and the Tories had taken over. I was like... That happened, not just on like the same week, not even the same day, in the same two hours... Yeah, in the I mean, if, that was a stat. I was like, everything I care and love about has gone. If Greg's had gone into liquidation that day, my goodness, That's a bad day for Ford Enterprises. Think about liquid Greg's. I wonder if a, a pasty smoothie is as disgusting as it sounds. I smell a forfeit. Oh yeah. All right then, I'll do that. I'll pasty drink a pasty. Smoothie. What would you, I mean, I guess it's up to you. It's dealer's choice, right? What would you use to kind of lubricate it with? Probably an oat milk or something like that. Something that warm wouldn't be unpleasant. You know, I drink warm milk. I would I would put a bit of oat milk in a soup. I guess you just have to blitz. I, I actually, I'm saying this now. I don't think it's, I, I almost think it's, it's so not unpleasant that it can't be a forfeit. You know what? You've done a, you've done a Jimmy here. You've, you've missed the biggest thing that you would liquidise it with. What? Gravy. Yeah, but that, I don't think you can because that's cheap. That's just nice, isn't it? I don't think that's a forfeit. I think that's a reward, actually. I think think that's a treat. I heard tell a while ago that Greg's were going to launch a vegan version of their festive pasty, (gasps) uh, the festive bake this year. I bet they will, you know. I bet they will. I've been in a lot of Greg's and they're not there yet. And I've been hunting down the McPlant burger and I've been unsuccessful in my hunt for that. Okay. I know people that have had the McPlant burger. They all say it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, I want one. They've done that thing of launching it. And do you know <gasps> what we can done? have one. We'll meet you up next week. We can have one. 
Let's do it. You're staying here, aren't you? Uh, uh, am I seeing you next week? It's the 25th. Uh, week on Thursday. Is that next week? That's next week, mate. Well, I'm seeing you next week. I yes. am seeing you next week. So Where we're obviously we? having like a late lunch, but obviously we'll have a few beers. Then we get a McPlant burger. Yes. All right, then. Let's do that. Isn't that perhaps, exciting, man? We're going to have a McPlant burger together. Perhaps the forfeit would be around something that we have to have with it. No, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. I want to enjoy it. I had an idea for a forfeit based on a news story this week. Okay, go on. frankly blew my mind. Um, the news that Jamie and Rebecca Vardy are uh, have signed a deal to write a children's book. Okay. That I it, mean Yeah. Sounds weird. I'm very cynical about the children's book thing. And I've got less so since I had a child and I've seen the joy that the right book can bring to a child. I always knew kids liked reading, but I'm very cynical of this. Celebrity X writes a children's novel. I think why? Why have you? Because there's shit loads of money in it that's why you have you don't really care jamie and rebecca i can at least see they've got kids you know and the press release says they've been working on this story for a long time they've got six quick six kids six quid quid. there isn't much money in it (laughs) yeah they're not in it for the cash um they've got a six quid that needs medical attention and that's why they've written this book um two to 16 they've got lots of experience with bedtime stories (laughs) but you see that headline and you think why? Why have Jamie and Rebecca Vardy written a kid's book? Well, Leave it to Julia Donaldson. Lead it to the greats. Well, it's a skill writing a kid's book. I'll tell you this much. Turns out a lot of the greats were racist, John. So maybe we do need to expand the market of children's authors. The um, old ones, they're all gone now. Vardy, the Vardy couple, Mr. and Mrs. Vardy, mm. they are farmers. They grow their own veg and stuff in their garden. They're quite... No, they don't. Yes, they do. They do. No, they don't. Mate, honestly, they're basically like farming arable land in their back garden. They've got acres of it. They grow all their own food. I watched Google the it. Yes. Jamie Vardy and wife Rebecca living the good life, growing veg and keeping chickens. Well, I never. He tends his vegetable patch in 180 pound Gucci sliders. Look at that. He's getting stuck in with a spade. Have you seen the video? He I don't really want to watch Jamie Vardy with a spade. He's really um, gone for it. I watched a Leeds game in a pub recently with a man who turned out to be an arable farmer. Oh. And I told him I was a vegan. And he went, ah, I can't be having that. I was like, you grow vegetables. Nah, but it's not right, is it? It's not what you're supposed to eat. Unbelievable. But, We're what? so far from progressing in this country. Was this man a stranger or was he a friend of a friend, friend's dad? Stranger, 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 stranger. I bought him a pint. Because I was I was feeling happy, and he came over and sat two meters away from me. If the lawyers are listening, um, it turned out he was an arable farmer. And then hold about on, ten minutes on. later, Can I we said, just, "John, let's just go through this step by step, please." Yes. Why did you buy him a pint in the first place? Because he was the only other Leeds fan in the pub. Okay, so he's a Leeds fan. He's a Leeds fan, yes. And had he and waited, he'd gone, "Oh, look, it's John Richardson." Uh, no, he didn't recognise me. Uh, and again, another reason why I bought him a pint, because I don't think I would have if he'd recognised me, because then it looks like a, a showy gesture. And then, yeah. You know, and were you, you, were you drunk? Were you slightly drunk? Were you feeling. No, no. I, I'd, I had my first pint. He had, I don't know how many pints he'd had, but he was fairly lucid. So, um, what were had... you doing? Buying pints for strangers that you don't know and that don't know you in pubs. It's a bit weird, mate. Is it? I, if you've had no prior connection with this guy, zero interaction in that pub. I didn't send it over with a, like a red rose and a wink. I didn't like say to the barmaid, send that to the gentleman over there with my best wishes. What did you say? I, I went to the bar and I said, are you having another one? And there was only one lager on, so I knew what he was having. And he went, yeah, yeah thanks, mate. So I got two and then he got me one. And then Even... we had a kiss and a cuddle. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what's so hard to Even understand you about it. Bite, you make it sound slightly negative. Are you having another one? There's even, a, <laughs> there's even a judgment in the offer. I was going to suggest that the loser this week should have to write a 60-second children's story <gasps> and read it on the podcast next Great week. Great idea. Great and idea. And see if it's better than the Vardis. Yeah, well, how do we, when's the Vardis book out? Uh... Early 2022. You can't rush these things, you know. It takes a lot of time to sit down and work out what rhymes with fart. What sort of animal would fart? You know, these things can't be rushed. But I will guarantee if I lose this week, I'll write a better children's story this week than they will write before 2022. Well, you'll certainly write a quicker one. 
We know that. Yeah. And you'll be the first person to... You cash in on the Christmas market before they will. Shout out for the Oi Frog books. They're wonderful kids' books. And, what? Um, if the guys at CBeebies Bedtime are finally tired of Tom Hardy and all these sexy men you keep getting to weirdly sexualize children's book at bedtime, and you want a nerdy, whiny-voiced person to do a book at bedtime, I'm happy to do Oi Frog. Oi Frog's a cracking book all about uh, a frog and a cat and a dog that sit on things that rhyme with their name. Um, Oi Frog, sit on a log. That sort of business. It's That's a cool. Book. Thoroughly enjoy reading it to Elsie. But Tom um, Hardy sexualizes it, does he? They've started this thing where they get like um, very handsome male actors to do book at bedtime and yeah. it gets them on Gogglebox and shows like that because all the mums tune in and it's this ha-ha, the mums are tuning in to watch Tom Hardy with too many buttons on done, read, you know, Billy and the farting frog or whatever. And it's, but does he, uh, is he going, hey dog, sit on my log. Well, no, like he's not that. saying stuff like that, but he is saying like, "Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm Tom Hardy." Born <laughs> <laughs> in your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he's like, "Hi, um, I want to read you a story," and I don't like it. It should be. Do you know what it should be? Rick Mail, the only person ever allowed to read children's stories. I realise there's a problem with that, but let's just play those Jack and Ories and books that he read on a loop because yeah. you're never going to do better than that. Well, that's something like a prude. There is a kind of... You know what? The default radio voice became overly sexualized. I thought. Like mm. on a lot of adverts, it was like, you know, buy a toothbrush, you know you <laughs> want to. It's like, why are you trying to sell me a toothbrush like that? Need some new head. Spit. Oh, Oh no, no that's just not right, Phil. But you know what I mean? Like even during the day on on local commercial radio. Oh it was all blood a bit, in it. Yeah. It was yeah. all just and it still kind of is. You're like, why are you talking like that? Radio has not changed, has it? I had to listen to a lot of radio this week because I I hired a transit van. I mean, I'm coming across as a real lad this week, buying pints for other men and driving a transit. But I hired a transit van and I couldn't plug my phone in. Every commercial radio advert is the same. It's always that like loud noises and then the weird warp on the voice. There must be one company that make them and nobody's ever bothered to change it. But you're right, it's also a very sexualized voice. Yeah, it's all like that. And also, the newsreader voice is the same everywhere now. The Prime Minister says that he will resign if... Da, 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 da. Like, oh, yeah, but that's for a reason same. of understanding. You can't start messing... You can't be like, All right, it's news time here with Wacky Phil. Hey, guess who's dead? <laughs> you have to... There's to be some decorum about a newsreader yeah. voice. No, that's true. But still, yeah. they don't all have to sound exactly the same. Like, no regional accents whatsoever. That's odd. Yes, that's true. I think you probably do get some, do you, on regional news around and about the place? Um, But what you also get is like local BBC radio, which in some places is like, they really talk down to people. This morning we're going to a bakery. What is this, the BBC? Oh, I love that, though, and because I like think... you making cakes, don't you? <laughs> Why are you talking to the public like this? I Because that's how the public... The, the public. The public. Donald <laughs> um, Tamardi. I think that's a lovely... It, it, it really calms me down that that's what you want in your latter years. And I think that, you know, I'm going to reach an age where that's how I want to be spoken to and I want an update from the local bakery. And I want the traffic to be so regional that it's to do with, you know, uh, the big Sainsbury's. Well, don't be going there because when I hear traffic now, it stresses me out because it reminds me of when I was a sales rep by day and a comic at night. And it was all, and I knew at like three o'clock, if there's an accident on the M42 now, I'm in Swansea. I'm not going to get to my gig in Nottingham. And I just had tension all the time. And then you hear local radio, it's like, right, uh, <laughs> Bobby's coming in later. You won't believe the size of his marrows. Behave yourself, you. So we're going to talk about them. Now, something's happened outside the post office. I think someone spilt some milk. So Sonia's got details on that. I find that very calming. We're talking to John about what he <laughs> likes on local radio. He's just <laughs> reminiscing about the stuff he used to listen to, aren't you, John? Did you like local radio? 
Yes, not as a younger man. As a younger man, I liked lager and um, sexual intercourse, but I found as I get older, I do want to know what's happening in my community and I want to feel safe. And did you get much lager or Um, indeed much sexual intercourse? Going to have to stop you there. I've just shit my pants. Okay, well, if you'd like to your pants on local radio do give us a call <laughs> see we're, that's gonna Young be us mate don't mock this too much because you know there's an ironic like rico and fordiness to our current output but there will come a time when we're richardson and ford and we are the sort of laughable middle class tossers on local radio we'll be Take... morbidly obese but <laughs> the tagline will be something like They've still got it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, if you don't want to get it, tune in tonight at 10. <laughs> we'll be doing proper old stuff. Right, today we're going to do a musical number. Uh, John, have you got the keyboard? Oh, no, I thought you were bringing the keyboard. Oh, what's he like? Firing sound cues off. I can't wait for those days. Can we do it by the sea? Yeah, probably. I mean, everywhere's going to be by the sea. I don't know if you watch COP26, mate, but there wasn't enough progress. Satirical improv. It's time Ooh. for Hit the Post. Ooh, this time's Hit the Post. I've been dreading saying that because I know that means you're reaching for that rancid sock. Reach for the sock on the right, not the one on the left. <sighs> Okay, sure, I'm making a surprise return on the show today. I know that 48% of you hate my guts, so I keep it short and sweet because I'm Vinnie Van Der Good afternoon. I'm a new listener this year, but I was shocked to discover that although Matt is such an avid football fan, I can tell you as his fan that he is, his performance in FBL is quite disastrous. <laughs> Clearly, the CPFBL is not enough of a motivation for Matt, so I present him with a challenge. I have created a team made up of player names that contain your names or parts of your names. This includes Omech, Matthews, Jones, Jones, one with an H, one without an H, and various inclusions of names that can t- contain inclusions. parties. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm well traveled, you know this? And, and I was watching the Scotland game. They did very well against Denmark, by the way. So full respect to all those boys. Anyway, I am happy with the inclusion of Rashford, he says. Clever, you see, because Ford, Rashford. I would like to do a head-to-head league against Matt using my name, Restricted League. Do let me know if Matt would like to take on his challenge. He gives the league code that kind regards from Rich Parker. And he says, P.S. I was scraping the barrels for players. and was pleasantly glad to find that John's middle name is Joel, which has allowed me to include no-footed striker Joel Linton. It's a good team. Um, Pick Ford is probably the highlight um, in goal. Uh, really clever. Matt's Richie target, Matty Cash, John Stones, Matt Titch. Are we having that? Yeah, that's cool. John Joe um, Shelby. He's captained Rash Ford, um, John McGinn, Richarlison, which is devastatingly close to my uh, second name. Joe Linton's in there. It's a good squad. It's really clever. So that that's a further challenge for this week. And what are we going to send uh, young Reese if he beats you this week, Matthew? You should pick the prize. He can have the wobble board that was featured in last week's episode and on the video that is still plaguing my Twitter feed. Okie dokie. So uh, we will update you next week on Matt's success or failure against Reese and, of course, Maisie and Chris. It's time now to dedicate this week's show to our star listener. Yes. Now uh, and I'll you on last week's. Well, I dedicate it to anyone watching Cobra Cyber War <laughs> and not a single <laughs> listener. What is the matter with you guys? It's a great show. I've just I've watched it to its conclusion now. Slightly annoying conclusion, but it's such a good series. It's really funny. It's really tense. It's got David Haig in it from The Thin Blue Line. Robert Carlyle plays the Prime Minister. It's fantastic. So, John, I think you should pick this week's star listener. Well, since, you, since you've mentioned Cobra Cyber War, which is a thing you love that nobody else is into, I'm going to dedicate this week's show to anyone who's read any of the Oi Frog series of books. So whether you've read Oi Frog, Oi Dog, Oi Cat, Oi Puppies, Oi Duckbill Platypus, or the uh, recent addition to the series, You're Called What? 
Um, they're really well written, funny books, and if you've enjoyed them, and and, and I'd love to know what voices you do as well um, for the characters. Oh yeah, send us a voice note to hello at cpfpl.com. We'll broadcast the best ones. Lovely. And do tell us when you've absolutely lost it. And there's still time to join the Listener League. Details are on our Twitter feed. John, we've got a couple of great new additions uh, to Mm -hmm. the league this week. Richard Mm. Osgood's Ole Gunnar Solzvar. Oh, good. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Jamie Howland with No Place I'd Rather Be. Name-based improv. Uh, yes, I like that. I like anything to do with Lucas Radaby, a wonderful man. And uh, anyone wandering around the shopping centres of Leeds will hear misbehaving young men being called back to their parents with, Lucas, get back here now! Leeds is full of Luke-eye, uh at the moment as a result of the wonder that was Lucas Radaby. That's all we've got time for this week. There will be a patch show next week. We'll be catching up with Maisie Adam and Chris McCausland. We'll also be talking to our first royal guest, comedian, Plymouth fan, descendant of Henry VIII, Josh Whitaker. Remember to keep sending us any peculiar football stories you want us to discuss, forfeit or prize suggestions, or any questions for our guests. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Rate, review, subscribe, share, leave us a five-star review. Good luck in game week 12. Bye! Bye!